0: Hot round, Red Seven! Red Seven! Red Seven! dot What? Red Seven! I don't know what Red Seven means. Hot route! I don't... What is hot route?
1: Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here, you ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run downfield and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the Big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico.
0: Oh That's
1: what we call a sack lunch. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You Need the ball. Get me the ball. Me the ball. Oh, get me the oh, ball. Are you going to get
0: me the ball? I'm get the the hope you don't kill somebody.
1: Because we know when we add up all those inches that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. Yeah. Between living and dying. Yeah. I got a whole lot of money. Y'all need for me. Yeah. Bottle key, popping that yeah. water, yeah. man. No, yeah.
0: It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Welcome in to 11 Personnel. Nick Roush here with Adam Luckett in week four of the college football season where we're going to get you ready for Kentucky's first SEC road test of the year down at Williams Bryce stadium in South Carolina. But before we get to that, we got to talk about the ugly win against Chattanooga where Kentucky's defense had its moments where it looked good and then it looked bad. And Kentucky's offense had moments where it looked great. That first drive, like it was flawless. And then yeah, it was beautiful. The, the turnovers, man. Uh, it just, it, I, I think what's frustrating is that, uh, about the kind of uh, frustration from fans and whatnot is you know Kentucky's got three, three touch two three touchdown wins if they just take care of the damn ball.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean it's that simple. Yeah, that's to me that's one of the storylines this week. Like we'll get into this Kentucky South Carolina matchup. Um, it's very similar to Missouri to me in a lot of ways because Kentucky has a better roster at pretty much every spot, I think you look at South Carolina, I think you would take South Carolina's defensive line over Kentucky's defensive line. And then after that, it's – you're really kind of grasping. Kentucky has a better offensive line. I think Kentucky has a better receiver core. Kentucky has a better quarterback. I like Kentucky's running back situation a little better. Um, Secondary, you might give the edge to South Carolina, but it's not by a whole lot. Actually, I might give – it. I mean, it's pretty close – so when you just look at the matchups, like Kentucky's just better than this team, but there's the special teams issues yeah. that are obviously um, a big deal right now, and then there's just the ball security, um, the lack of forcing turnovers, and like you mentioned, Nick, they give up the bit one big play in the first half. They um, they get a call in they get it caught in a run blitz. Um, they get sealed off inside. Yusuf Corker kind of overruns it, um, but it sounded like he had kind of outside contain there. So he didn't really – that was what he was supposed to do. Um, But then you have Tyrell Asian one-on-one with the back at 12 yards. He misses the tackle. Yeah. Turns into a 40-yard run. But after that, the defense really settled in and kind of controlled the half against Chattanooga. Three and
0: didn't get another first down until the second half.
1: Just three and outs. They had like 12 plays right there before the end of the half had zero percent success rate. So defense was doing its job for the most part after that first drive. But then they come out in the second half and they really can't buy a stop. Um, Ch- uh, Chattanooga has a 50% success rate as an offense in that second half. They're extending drives. They're owning the clock. They're owning the line of scrimmage. And Meanwhile, Kentucky just cannot get it going offensively. But they only had 18 snaps in the second yeah. half on offense. <laughs> this is so, crazy. And then one of the plays, Kentucky takes a shot. Chattanooga just makes a good play on the ball. Like You're willing to take your chance there. The guy makes an extension, interception on a deep over route there to Wando Robinson.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, the ball could have had a little more mustard, but mm-hmm. I mean, the DB played it well. You know? Yeah. I
1: mean, what we had in this game was essentially Kentucky coming in. They had a plan. They were going to do this, this amount of stuff, and they're going to get a lead and get out of there early. Um, and what happened was Chattanooga plays a certain type of defense and um, and they're able to – Kentucky doesn't run the ball early. Chattanooga gets some confidence. They're able to kind of control the line of scrimmage throughout the game. Kentucky can't climb up to the second level. The middle linebackers all over the place making every tackle um, in in the run concepts. And then they couldn't take their shots deep because Chattanooga has an old, experienced safety group, and they're just playing deep, and they were taking away all that stuff. Um, When you get a team that comes out too high, like we saw from Chattanooga, and rolling to quarters coverage pretty much most of the snaps – you have to make them pay for that. Um, you have to establish the run, and you have to hit the short intermediate passing game, quick passing game, which they did with a lot of hitches, but they didn't run the ball effectively enough. They really should have came out, ran it down their throat, and made them got out of that because mm-hmm. um, that's kind of Kentucky's bread and butter, and then we learned out after the game that, well, that wasn't the plan. Um, Will Levis made some key mistakes. I thought they missed some deep shots. Where uh, Isaiah Epps was open on a post would have been like a 65-yard touchdown, wide open. He just misses them. There were some throws to Wandale deep that he's been hitting, didn't hit. There was the deep shot to Isaiah Cummings early in the game. Isaiah doesn't wasn't the greatest ball, but you got to kind of adjust. You mm-hmm. got to find it and tr- you know track it a little bit. Um, that it's a play they could have made. Um, and defensively, it's kind of the same issues. Like they're not they're getting pressures, but they're not getting the quarterback on the ground. Mm-hmm. The run defense numbers overall, like if you just look at success rate, they were fine. It was just a big place. Like they got 70 of their 160 rushing yards on two plays. They had a, that 40-yard run, and they had a 33-yard run in the second half. So it's just like little things. It's why I think you heard Mark Stoops on Monday be like, you know, it wasn't as bad as you thought. There was just a couple of little things, but they didn't play complementary football. They're being sloppy with the football penalties was a big issue. Um, they're not forced. I mean, they're they're not forcing as much takeaways as you would like, and they're losing hidden yardage in the special teams battle. And I think we saw all that kind of stuff add up on Saturday. And hopefully, that's the clunker in the scare. Right, and they right. Kind of fix that issue moving forward. Well, but now it's not exactly where you want to be heading into your first road game.
0: No, no, it's not. But I do think that a lot of us, including the players, just saw the FCS tag and. Judge the book by its cover, when really ULM was more of an FCS team than this team was. Um, This team was better.
1: This team had guys – that's what we talked about and I wrote about before the game. They had dudes on the line of scrimmage, old guys. Number 90 might get drafted. Like, he is a legit NFL prospect. Um, And he kind of – he gave it to Eli Cox a lot of the game. Um, And then they just had experience, and they had – their defensive coordinator is good. They shut out the team they played before. Um, a team that was averaging 500 yards of offense a game in FCS and held that team to 90-something yards of offense and scored a defensive touchdown. Um, so they're smart, sound, and experienced. They just played a lot of football. And I think, like you said, I think, like Cohen said, they took them for granted a yeah. little bit. And then the defense just – that was a disappointing second half.
0: Uh, yeah. Really um, disappointing. But, you know, if you flip – like, if you flip the narratives and – you know, uh, it, it's kind of like uh, when Kentucky kind of played middle Tennessee close uh, back mm-hmm. in 2018. on that Yeah, they've done day. this
1: before. There's and, no denying that.
0: Yeah. And, and, and people were kind of worried. And it's like, you know, the team's not that bad. Kentucky didn't play a clean game and it's closer, just closer than you'd expect. And that's uh, I, I just think the FCS thing people are really hung up on it They're, oh I thought we were above this like dude every team throws in clunkers but NFL uh, it's football there's no going to be gonna, <laughs> right
1: no one's going to remember this right, if they go right. and win on Saturday no one's going to care but if they don't if they place if they if they don't win on Saturday or if they win close and it's really ugly then it it starts to add up then it's kind of like evidence of something going on that they haven't fixed right um, so, like, we're still in the point of the season where we, we're, we're a little blind. We only have 12 quarters, really, of data so far, and we're trying mm-hmm. to figure out who they are exactly. Um, and this, this I think it's a huge test for this season um, because if they are who, like we thought they were before the season, our potential, like, top 25 team, team that can maybe win nine, 10 games, make a lot of noise, like, they're going to go on – they're going to hit the road in a motivated spot, and they're going to handle their business. If they're not that, if they struggle or they lose, then it's kind of like, well, they can still get to eight and four, but this is a flawed team, Um, and I think that's really kind of the spot we're in right now. We're going to find out a lot in the sixty minutes on Saturday.
0: I I think there are obviously two big flaws. Uh, We mentioned one right off the top, and that's the turnovers. I the fumbling is just inexcusable. Like yes, they put the ball on the turf ten times now.
1: Fortunate they haven't lost more fumbles.
0: Yeah, I mean it's that's inexcusable. The interceptions, like they're just you you have to live with them. If you're going to throw it more, Absolutely. if you're going to take 100%. shots, you 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 have to live with those. So I, I think part of this is of why the, it hurts so bad is because the defense isn't producing as many turnovers. They aren't being as opportunistic as they that previous regimes have been. Whenever the other team makes mistakes. Pointing, being a case, the, the tip ball that landed right into the Chattanooga player's arms, that's a play that, you know, your Mike Edwards or your, your Kelvin Josephs or somebody makes. And Devontae Robinson's too slow to react, and the dude just catches it. And th- that was an opportunity to jump ball where you can go get a pick. Uh, we saw it the week before with Jalen Geiger dropping that one. Like There are plays out there to be made still for the defense. And then the, the biggest concern for me, and it's kind of twofold. Kentucky's struggling to get off the field on third down. There, there there's no doubt about that. And it's because their havoc rate is just—they're just not producing them right right now. Kentucky's opponents are converting 44.9 percent of the time. Only Missouri is worse than the SEC. Kentucky isn't getting off the field because guys aren't getting home. Now. As Mark Stoops said on Monday, you know, they're they're getting the ball out of his hands quick. It's hard to get a good rush if it's just a quick one, two steps out of a shotgun let it throw, fly, which I can agree with. But he, here's where we get into a conundrum, Luckett, because if you're going to give them the soft zone that Stoops likes to play, like, you know, we'll cover three, what MD can dunk you to death. That's Stoops just doesn't want to give away the big play. I get it. That's how he rolls. That only works if your guys are making tackles in space and they keep those underneath routes from going. And the biggest third down of the day, arguably, I think this is what made it a 14-14, or, you know, it, it, it's how they got their second touchdown, was a little screen pass. And Carrington Valentine, it, it, it was a decently designed play. That was the first touchdown. It was their first touchdown, okay. Yeah. So, like, the, the game – that, that, you force a field goal there, that's huge. But he whiffs. He 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 doesn't he, I, I don't know if he was trying to go to the ball. I don't really know what the case was, but you've got a guy. He did everything or, but make the tackle. Exactly. And here's the thing though, Lucky. Like, I I don't like I I think there's a point where some of these early season mistakes are just ones that you have to live with when you're replacing six guys that are in the NFL now that are on NFL rosters on that defense. Growing I, pains, right. So, like, part of me is really mad. Like, why can't you guys get off the field? But there's also another part of me, like, that with some stuff you do have to live with, and if you're still finding ways to win games, if you're still go out on the road and beat South Carolina, then you can't, you, you know, you you just have to take it to the chin and just move on to the next week.
1: Yeah, I just, I'm struggling to ha- evaluate this defense right now um, because, like, some of the key numbers I look at, they're still checking off. Like, Nick, if you don't, they've given up 125 plus yard pass play in 87 passing snaps. So, eight, or no, 121 passing snaps, I think. Let me look at that. <laughs> that's,
0: that's, no- one out of 121, that's less than 1% of the time. That's yeah, one out good. of
1: 114. They've had – so one pass play out of 114 snaps this season has gone over 25-plus yards. <laughs> that's pretty good. If you're doing that long-term, it's going to be really, really hard for teams to score. Um, the Missouri game, they scored four drives of 75-plus yards. Like, you just got to tip your hat to them if they're doing that. That's hard to do. I, don't, I just don't care. It's hard to do. On it. And then I look at – like, I'm looking at the South Carolina game, and I'm thinking, man, if they don't give up a big play, which we can get into – South Carolina maybe have the best big play receiver in the SEC right now. If they don't give that up, it's just going to be, like, impossible for, for South Carolina to score unless they're getting short fields. Or, like, for them to go to score more than twice on a 75-plus yard field, I think, against Kentucky is going to be hard. Yeah. And so, if you're doing that and you got an offense that's going to put up 30 points per game, just about, you know, that is kind of the formula. Right. I, right. I, but there's moments in these games where it's just, it's infuriating to watch um, because you feel like they're just not good at moments. But then I look at some of these disruption numbers like DeAndre Square is on pace for over 20 tackles for loss. <laughs> like Josh Pascoe has seven quarterback hurries. Or five yeah. quarterback hurries. Yusuf Corker has five pass breakups.
0: That's a ton. <laughs> that like is a lot. Eventually,
1: those are going to turn into big plays to me. Like they're that tells me they're in the right spot, and they're it's just, just, just and, not just and, not finishing. I mean, and, and, and I think they're close.
0: And I think that that's the early season stuff that most teams have. <laughs> you know, I mean, and and even if you look at at the. Um, the, the, the staples, the college football playoff staples. They're all kind of struggling, too. Clemson played with yeah. his food against Georgia Tech. Alabama messed around down at Florida. Um, the
1: year has strong 2007 vibes. It There's does. There's been a ton of teams that have ranked in lost. Um The Monstars st- stole DJ Uiagale's talent. <laughs> you know, Bama looks beatable. Yep. Um, a Florida team, Emory Jones, it struggled mightily against Florida Atlantic and USF were just able to march down the field on Alabama. I mean, it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird year so far. Um, So, you know, it could be a year where just, you know, it's going to be a roller coaster for a lot of teams. But, like, Kentucky's like, I do hang my hat a lot of them. They've got old guys on defense. Um, I feel like they're in the right spot. I feel like getting Jordan right back in the lineup is going to be big. Yeah, yeah. They need I would that. like to – I don't have – you know, it would be hard for me to do, but, like, maybe it's just a thing where you just need, now that Weaver's good to go, you can kind of start stop messing with the hybrid thing. Maybe you put them on the field together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know they at least said – Stoops is like, we've actually probably played J.J. a little too much to start out mm-hmm. just so they can have him fresh. For when yep. they need him in those pass rush situations, which fine by me if that equals more yeah. sacks. Yeah. Um
1: but like right to me is a big one. Like he's your best havoc creator throughout his career. Like he's he got sprays sacks the board, man. Tackles for loss, pass breakups, interceptions. He's a guy like you had like you need to have in the lineup. Um so getting him back this week, I think, is gonna be big. Um, I think defensive line, there's been some issues. I think you need Marquan McCall to play better. Um, this is going to be a big week for him because they're going to run right at him And South Carolina's offensive line has issues. And if like, he doesn't have a big game this week, you know, you kind of got to like, I think Josiah Hayes has done some good things. It may be a thing where he needs more snaps. Um, at that other boundary tackle position, Isaiah Gibson's only played three snaps through three games in that position has not been good. So maybe it's a thing where he gets more snaps. Um, I think, Ox has done a few he's had some moments yeah yeah um, you know that's hot series the series against I think ULM and then he got the pressure at the end him and Pascal that created the pick six right Um. so you can see it a little bit with him where a bully a bully. I mean it's last year you know and it just if he's not to me if it's not giving you more production you're better off going with the younger guy there
0: he had one play in particular where makes a great rips of Wyman standing in the hole and just doesn't make the play.
1: Mm-hmm. And mean, there's times where he's getting sealed pretty bad on some run fits, and you just can't have that right there. Um, so that's that's something to look out for. But other spots, like I think Jones and Square have both been really good.
0: Yeah, Jones has been too. He has another agent's been
1: agents missed a couple tackles, but other than that, he's been really good. Um, their coverage has been all right. I think Carrington Valentine's getting a lot of. He's getting a lot of slack because a lot of he's getting a lot of action his way, so people are seeing him.
0: Yeah, right. oh yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: But I do think he's get I think he's getting better. Um, so that's up to the watch. I think Quandre Mosley is a guy we probably need to see more at cornerback moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're still figuring stuff out here. But like, there's I I do still have some faith in this defense, and this week is going to say a lot to me because um, South Carolina has been pretty inefficient running the ball so far. Um, and then their pass game really has one guy. It's Josh Van, who's just a big play receiver, who against Georgia consistently beat Press Man and made plays over the top of the defense. He's not going to see Press man against Kentucky. Nope. So it's going to be harder for them to create those explosive plays in the passing game, especially if they can't establish the run. Um, so this might be a little better matchup for Kentucky because their passing game is going to be more shot-driven. So that means longer time in the pocket, more time to create a pass rush. Right, um, where Missouri and Chattanooga was a lot of quick game. Yeah, and they're and- gonna they're gonna run like Missouri just refused to run the ball. Um, I thought that Chattanooga caught them by surprise because that was like an outside zone attack. Some of the tape I watched, and it was a lot of inside zone against Kentucky. So they're gonna be more a little bit more prepared, I think, for this game. Um, and really just seeing how they do against the run, um, and if that big play pass defense can hold up, because I think it's a, it seems like a good matchup for Kentucky's defense this week to me.
0: The um and now the kids uh, the South Carolina has a decent tight end, but I do like
1: yeah they're just not using them very much. They got uh, I, two tight ends; they're just not doing it to them very much so far.
0: Well, and I also like Kentucky's guys linebackers dropping back in those little zones as well too. I mean, mm-hmm. Jacquez Jones has been uh maybe the most pleasant surprise so far for this. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, man, he has been great. I love watching his legs drive. Whenever he makes a tackle like that's like the kind of stuff that you, you know, your middle school coaches tell you and you you just don't always see it. You know, usually it's a stick and just drop, but like he like chops his legs like it's it's, he's a lot of fun to watch play
1: and and he's made some big plays in the passing game as well. Coverage. He's been really good. I think he's got three pass breakups and interception. I just think he's been a pleasant surprise. I did Mm -hmm. not think he would be this good in coverage. Yeah. Which that was kind of his suit to to at, right. at
0: Ole Miss, you know. So like
1: he's lost some weight and he's moving a lot better than he was at Ole Miss. Like he's been, he's been a very very nice addition for them.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, it, just to kind of put a bow on that game before we move on to Chattanooga, the the special teams mistakes have really become it's past the level of aggravating at this point because those yards add up so quickly. Uh, yep. You know, we, we, we talk about just catching the punts time and time again, that is just, it'll drive you insane. And then you finally get a decent return. And they had what a hold or block in the back or something. I mean, catch the punts, don't kick the
1: ball out of bounds. And I I'd, Yeah. The kickoff out of bounds. It's happened. It's happened twice. Now. Chance poor has done it twice. Um in 19 reps. But that's what what that can't happen.
0: No, no. You kick it in. I'd rather you kick a little he, pooch kick than kick yeah, it. And out he did it out.
1: zero times in 50 reps last year. So hopefully it's just like, you know, get it out of your system type thing. Um punting, like Wilson Berry just hasn't like you could go and find high schoolers right now playing multiple in Kentucky that can put up over 37 yards a punt.
0: Yeah, they've got good fall in there now. And he, now, hell, Dello, he he
1: had a little bit more boom. He, he so kicked he
0: one too good. He kicked it. Uh, he was like, all right, we need inside the 20. And he just blasted in the end yep. zone.
1: I'll take that for what they can get. That was good to see that they had somebody that could actually do that.
0: But um, the, the special teams, though, those are the. It, you excuse one or two here and there, but they're adding up. And in a game, I mean, it. It's like all the things you mentioned in that UL or in the Chattanooga game. Like, when they add up, they become a huge problem. And you're playing a Beamer, okay? He's not his dad, but it's still Beamer ball. Like, you win with playing sound special teams. Exactly. Kentucky's already had a field goal block. So, like, that. this cannot be a problem. And I don't – special teams coach or not, like, I I don't care who it is. It just can't Mm -hmm. be a thing because those are yards that – your offense gets put behind such an eight ball if it's starting at the 10-yard line. It just is. I don't care whose offense it is. Uh, your defense gets put at such a disadvantage if the other if you're losing that special t- team's advantage. And that's something we didn't talk about enough in 2018 was how well Kentucky played in getting those hidden yards. They, were, they took advantage of those. They made big plays in special teams with Lynn Bowden. He returned two punts for scores. Kentucky doesn't need... Wondell Robinson to be a touchdown maker.
1: They just need him to catch the damn ball. Yeah, I, they just fair catching. And I'm trying to pull up um, FEI oh, oops, and Football Outsiders. They they do special teams rankings, but they don't have enough data yet, so they haven't released it yet, unfortunately. Um, so there's really, I mean, we're still trying. Like we're still trying to learn a lot about this team. Um, but they had a huge, huge advantage with Duffy. Um, that was just, you know, it kind of kind of washed everything else away the issues with the special teams mm-hmm. and now you don't have that so there's more issues yeah it's just gotta well, get fixed it's- like you can't like this game nick it's a lot of to me like the more i look at it two things are going to get kentucky beat it feels like it's going to be turnovers or special teams like catastrophes yep like that feels like if kentucky loses this game this is how they get beat I mean, and you get that, that's a legitimate concern, um, through these first couple of games, you know, like the block kick. I mean, it was just a total whiff by Darian Kennard. Like it wasn't <laughs> Ruffalo, it looked, you know, you never know. Um, but it sounded and looked good coming off his foot.
0: Oh, he, but the guy could have bought it with his head,
1: yeah. you know, and, like, yeah, and, and yeah. Exactly.
0: I love that they have the, oh, uh, can you see that? Uh Kennard hasn't allowed a sack. It's like, well, he allowed a black blocked field goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I uh I well, I know I'm, I, not get, elite, so right, I'm not
1: gonna get right, because he's elite, so I'm not right. gonna like hammer him. Maybe it's a thing where he don't just doesn't need to be on that team because he's playing every snap.
0: Seriously. Yeah, I just like you said, Like it those the turnovers and the special teams mistakes. There are things that like schematically, I don't know what the coaches can really do. Mm. Just execute, make the right decisions, take yep. care of the football, two hands, three points of contact, all of that stuff that's drilled during practice. It's 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 all about a focus or lack thereof during games. Get it together. And I, I'm confident the cats can do that. Now, moving on to South Carolina, look well, at this is a team that. Got smoked by Georgia, a really, really good team. You saw Shane Beamer, like, kind of freaking out. And they were like, what was Georgia's defense doing to slow down the run game? It's like, well, they're pretty frantic, freaking awesome.
1: He had some frantic moments on the sidelines, too.
0: But so you have that game where it's a really, really great team. Then they played a really, really bad team in that week one win. And it's you're left with something in between with that East Carolina game where the Purple Pirates – they're not very good, and South Carolina had to drive down the field in the final four minutes to kick a game-winning field goal. Yeah.
1: East Carolina now just went on the road and upset Marshall, um, but they also had a double-digit loss to App State in that first week. So It was still like a
0: three-score to, loss. It was yeah. They got blown out. That game,
1: so still much. trying to figure out, you know, everything. And in that – the constant in these last two games, really, for South Carolina is the offensive line has a bunch of issues. They are not getting a push at the line of scrimmage. Quarterbacks are being pressured. Um, They haven't been able to run the ball. And Marcus Satterfield, their new offense coordinator, comes from the NFL, um, worked with Joe Brady last year. It's a similar kind of concept and scheme to Kentucky. It's a pro-style offense. They're going to get 12 personnel a little bit, condensed formations. But they want to establish – they want to have efficiency with the running game. And then once they establish the run, they want to – Take vertical shots with the passing game and to get explosive plays that way. Um, there was one play where it's the they had the fake outside zone under center, max protect, deep over route. They threw it to Josh Fan. He almost made a acrobatic catch, but it's the same. I've seen that Kentucky run that play six times this year. Um, so that's kind of where they are at an offense, but their offensive line has been bad against Georgia. Like Georgia's elite on defense, and they're going to give everybody they play issues. Um, but it was a sieve. I mean, every play, they were in the backfield, uh, no breathing room at all for any of the quarterbacks. Zeb Nolan started and got hurt um, because he there was a bad snap or something, and he fell down, and a defensive lineman snapped, stepped on his hand. He might have a broken hand. Beamer's supposed to talk Tuesday afternoon. I guess we'll find out more then. But, yeah, it's just that's that's the issue there, and Kentucky has to take advantage of that matchup. Uh, Meanwhile, they're on defense. They're just the best thing they're doing right now is forcing a lot of turnovers, which is scary (laughs) (laughs) when you consider what Kentucky's done. So that's going to be huge for Kentucky. It's going to be, you know, taking care of the football. Um, Their defensive front, it's good. It's got some players on it. But Kentucky, I think their offensive line is good enough to handle them um, in a motivated spot. They should be able to establish the run. And as long as they do that, then it's going to be hard for, I think, South Carolina to defend them because they're going to have to get out of a. They're probably going to try to play a too high shell like Chattanooga did, but if Kentucky comes out and runs the ball, they're going to have to get out of that, and then that's where the explosive plays can come.
0: Yeah, and I, there, there's not going to be any messing around. Like, let's let's hold Chris back because his wrist is a little banged up. Like, I, he didn't sniff that first series against Chattanooga. They, I think they were trying to, to save him a little bit. No doubt. Not, not, not going to happen at South Carolina, which does have a good amount of talent just from a pure – Recruiting ranking standpoint. Two like,
1: five-stars on that defensive line. Yeah, Will we'll must yeah. have
0: recruited with that defense and,
1: as well. And then Inik Barres, who's their edge rusher, I think PFF has, he has the highest-ranked edge player so far this season. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. Um, yeah. And so that's going to be kind of a thing where Kentucky's probably going to – if he's over there, maybe we're running the other way. Um, you kind of slide your protection to him when you're going to take your shots, um, that kind of thing with him. But they just lost their Mike linebacker. Um, so that was a big loss. They had to slide in a walk-on in their base to play Sam while their Sam linebacker slid to Mike. Um, so they're thin at linebacker. That's an issue. Um, in the secondary, um, their starting corner got hurt his foot against Georgia. Uh, they think he's going to play, but that's, a, that's an issue for them. And then they got some transfers in there, rotating in. It's just a, like I think I, like and Wondell Robinson, Josh Ollie Wondell Robinson, I think they have an advantage this week. Then I think Kentucky getting 12 personnel, get big, get some movement on the line, get to those linebackers. I think there mm-hmm. should be some big gains potentially in the running game. So, like, I, I, I the offense, Kentucky offense, South Carolina defense matchup is interesting um, because there is a Chattanooga blueprint, and I'm sure they're going to see that this week from South Carolina. And so it's how they counter that. But South Carolina's defensive front is good enough where if Kentucky's offensive line or if their scheme is not good this week, it can make them, you know, pass heavy, which is not where Kentucky wants to be. Um, so that's an intriguing matchup, I think. Um, and well, if, if they're as good as we think we are, Nick, they, they'll they'll be able to handle that. They'll be able to adjust, and they'll be able to score on this defense, see,
0: in my opinion. And, and, and you talked about it earlier, like what we're going to learn about this Kentucky team. I don't think that the big blue wall all of a sudden just got bad. I, I just I refuse to believe that 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 would happen in one week. Uh, you can have your your moments where you just you let your guard down. You don't play with that intensity, that nastiness. Eric Wolford was on that sideline last year. If 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 yeah, if he doesn't that get these hurt. dudes right. fired up, I mean, like I know you know downplay offensive you, lines of mindset. and mindset. And you know I think it is too. Some of Wolford is unlike John Schlarman, Wolford jumps these guys' asses, you know, like and sometimes when you're like like I can put myself in that in their shoes and Wolford is trying to get these guys fired up for FCS and they're just letting that stuff go in one ear and not another. He could be screaming all the F bombs in the world and they just don't care. Like I yeah. been there, done that. You just tune it out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're tuning that out this week after getting embarrassed the well, way they did last
1: playing week. offense is a little offensive line's a little bit of a mindset. You got to have an edge to you. In Kentucky all week schemed like they're just going to pass the ball and take it easy. Yeah. And then it got against an old group with at least one NFL player inside that has it has size. And then it got to where they needed to have it, and they just weren't they were ill prepared for it. Now you go this week; they're facing a talented group. Mm-hmm. You've Got five star former five star recruits in Igbari. Now you can sell Canard. Um, yeah. Porter, Put this stuff on tape. Rosa you know? ball. this is like, this is, this is your, like when you, after the season's over, this is going to be a tape. They watch right? multiple times because you're going against guys. that are going to play in the NFL this week. So you just, you know, you better buckle up and get ready. So it's a big moment for them. It's a week where they get the coaches just get to yell at the offensive line the entire week. So it doesn't happen very going, often, right, you know, they're probably going to be a little pissy coming out <laughs> of the huddle. Um, and so uh, we'll see. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, there was a little mention of a banged up wrist. That's something I think we need to keep an eye on possibly. Um, You know, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, That can be a, you know, it can be a little bit of concern. Especially in
0: ball security, you know. Yeah. Yeah, But but this is
1: also before the season, Cohen said 25 touches for Rodriguez. This is one of those games where you need to get to that number.
0: mm -hmm. It's good. Hey, turn other positives, it's nice to see smoke get get some momentum last week early on.
1: Yeah, he just he just leaves me wanting more. Like you, you need more big plays from him. Yeah, like he's only got three rushes of twenty plus yards so far this year. That was quietly a thing that disappeared after his first run against Auburn. Um, that he didn't have. He needs like if he's gonna play and be a big part of this offense, he has to give them some chunk plays in the run game, because he's just not going to be as efficient as Rodriguez. You're going to have inefficiency with with him. And if he's not giving you the big play, to me, it's like, well, you know, he he gets to a point where he's almost hurting you more than he's helping you. Um, And he's dropped a pass so far in the passing game. You're hoping he'd be a threat Mm -hmm. there. Um, So, like, for me, I'm still wanting – like, Smoke's got to give them more.
0: Yeah, it'd be – I don't know how much more you can get from Wandale. He's been everything and more, as advertised, three straight 100-yard receiving games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the thing that's going to be really fun about this game, especially me watching from home, this is going to be the first time since I can remember that I'm just watching the game and screaming at my television. It hasn't happened very often. But uh, we got a little – doing a little birthday celebration, a little high school reunion this weekend. Luckett's going to be down in Columbia. But I'm just going to be sitting back watching from home. And that crowd, watching their – the energy gets sucked out of it by a big play, man, there's nothing really like it, especially yeah, on third down. You a know? fast start could be awesome, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which they haven't done a lot down there. And Stoops even
1: brought up that he's going to play the tape from that 2017 game where – Well, 2015, remember, they throw the – they're backed up. Tolls throws an interception out of the end zone. Yep. Crowd goes absolutely bonkers. And then they rip off, you know, 21 straight – 24 straight points until halftime. And then 2017 was kind of the same way. Yeah,
0: it was uh, Debo Samuel touchdown and then Stephen Johnson interception.
1: 2019, (laughs) they got behind early, but they both traded a couple possessions first. Um, So, they have gotten – all those games, except the 2019 one was the first road game. Yeah, so – So, yeah. You know, I can expect – I can expect, expect to some runs. That. All right. <laughs> yeah. that's right. A, that's a nice
0: little pattern there. But there is something about Will Levis's confidence that I really appreciate, and I think yeah. – I do yeah. love that
1: he's been at, like, 2019. He got thrown into a Penn State-Ohio State game, top ten matchup. Winner was going to win the Big Ten East. And he had to play a lot in that game. Crowd, you know – Ohio State crowd going nuts, you know. I'd worry less about him because, of, like, he's at least been in it before a little. He's,
0: bit. He's played. Uh, he's playing Sandstorm all week. He, uh, he, he also had, despite having an off day, where he's he's just under throwing guys. Just something was a little bit off. He hung in the pocket and made some impressive throws. His pocket. His pocket. Um. Awareness. Yeah, I'm trying it's to say good. the word, but yeah, yeah. what's was better this in, week? Was in, in Madden, in they would, his awareness rating would be like an 80-something. Yeah.
1: There was even one play where he left it and then climbed back in it and made a throw on a third down, which I thought was good to see. The only thing with Levis is, especially if you're playing a team that's going in too high, QB run, baby. Yeah. Get that extra hat, pound it. Make them pay <laughs> for not putting that safety in the box.
0: Oh man. Like and you I-
1: got I know Cohen doesn't want to use it, but it's like it's such a bigger tool, I think, in college football than the NFL. Yeah. Obviously NFL, because they just got, you know, heat-seeking missiles everywhere. Um, but it's a it can be a real weapon um for Kentucky, I think, especially if teams are gonna play them with those two deep safeties. Just pound that sucker, get it mm. to six, seven yards and just hammer them over the head with it and make them get out of it and then you're going to get your advantageous matchups on the outside. And on the other side, Luke Doty's probably going to be starting quarterback, and he's got some wheels. Um, so Kentucky's going to have to deal with that. And we've seen both Cole Copeland for Chattanooga and Basilac were able to get out of the pocket and, and be a little slippery and do some things. Um, so that's a challenge for Kentucky they're going to have to fix. But it's also a great test, I think, because they're going to see a heavy cue run next week against Florida. Uh, so yeah. it's an early mm-hmm. test let's see how they kind of handle that
0: um let there, uh, see
1: where it goes like i said it's just a huge measuring stick and one thing i do want to touch on nick the one another reason i'm really excited about this offense is will eva's sack rate's pretty high but um he's not getting pressured a lot he's just got to get a little bit better about avoiding pressure which i think will come with time and then like if you look at the efficiency numbers for some of the receivers and tight like tight ends have got nine targets they've got 100 catch rate Josh Ali has got an over seventy percent catch rate and success rate. Um, Isaiah Epps has made some plays, made a couple explosive plays already. Mm-hmm. Um, like Wondell, rightfully should be the target monster for this offense. I understand why you want to target him a lot. It's a little top heavy though.
0: You can you can you can throw it to your check downs, and that well, was the you, point Cohen made after the game. Like shots taken doesn't yeah, mean shots
1: yeah. thrown. Well, you've proven a point now that people have to be very, very aware of that. Mm-hmm. Should open up things for other people. And like, you got some other guys that have made some plays now, now go to them a little bit more. But I think we need to remember, like, like this is happening with Wandell because we knew what happened with the receivers last year. <laughs> it was <laughs> pretty true. much these same guys. So, I mean, it's, it goes both ways, but I think Wandell being this heavy, it, it's going to open, it'll leave some pressure. And I think we've seen so far, that pressure, um, not having that much pressure has allowed them to make more plays and they're being very efficient. That's why I'm pretty excited about, I think, this passing game can keep growing and growing and growing. Um, I just wish, like, they need another threat in the run game. Um, I'm not sure it can be smoke, but I do think it can be Levis in the Q run, and I wish they would just lean into that a little bit more. Like, the biggest offensive play of the game might have been his 21-yard scramble there on third down.
0: Yeah, it kept It'll that just, drive alive. And there's other times yeah. where I
1: think he should just take off and run it, take the ten yards, and especially like if that's something we're going to see from defenses, get that extra hat in the run game and just run it with the quarterback. Get your seven, eight yards, and say you better get out of that, or we're coming. We're doing this all game.
0: It's funny, like if we finally get a quarterback and throw it, and you're like, well, we got to get back to running Q. Well,
1: I just think it's it's a huge advantage in college football. Like, well, you got, it's if also- you can do it, you got it. If you can do it, because it makes defenses. Play one high safety, and then you can, then you're getting you in your situations.
0: Right, right, right. And that's, I think that's the overall point is some of the defense's response is to what Kentucky's been doing through the vertical pass game. Like mm-hmm. yep. you're able to throw along, well, they're going to put a safety back. Now you can run it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So look for some of that down at Williams Bryce Stadium this Saturday. It's going to be a loud one in Columbia, South Carolina. And when you're down there, you should make some picks with prize picks download the app today or visit prizepicks.com. sign up using the promo code personnel to get in on the action. It's a great way to spend your Saturday, your Sunday, your Thursday night, get a little action in on the games like it I was one one pick away so here's here's the thing that's nice about prize picks.
1: you've had a hot little
0: year here Mr Roush man and he, so they give you an option to where you can either just like play a straight parlay. And it's yeah. they, they pay five times um, or they give you a flex play where it's either two and a half or three and a half times. I went for the money shot with four of them. And instead, if I would have played the flex play, then I'm still making 80 bucks or something like that on a twenty dollar bet uh, because I'd miss on Chris Rodriguez. I thought he'd go over his run yard total. Yeah. Yeah. I, I missed on that one, but had the rest of them with the under Terry Wilson, the under Will Levis, and the over Wondell Robinson. My recommendation to folks out there when you're using prize picks. It's a great app, by the way. Very user-friendly. Stick with the yardage when you're replacing these prop bets. Touchdowns is tough, man. <laughs> it can be really fickle. But with yards, that's yeah. that's kind of certified production, a little and bit more reliable.
1: Anybody who's than- played fantasy knows touchdowns can be fickle because you get well, drive, who, running back, drive it down there. He comes out when they get to the inside. the yeah, five and Or the Julio Jones. The he had that
0: year where he had like 11 straight 100 yard games and zero touchdowns. Well, you the know? Cowboys
1: game, the Cowboys game this year. Um, Todd Gurley had that, too, where he, he had all these yards, but didn't have many touchdowns. They have it in Cowboys games. So he drives them all the way down there and they put Tony Pollard in. He gets a three yard touchdown run.
0: <laughs> it can be a real crapshoot, shoot but you're guaranteed to have a great time when you're playing with prize picks you use the promo code personnel and we'll match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars PrizePicks.com or download prize picks on the app store and walk speaking of great picks this week's money on pick or last week's money line prize picks pick we finally got one home fresno state plus 11 and a half took down the ucla bruins man Even i love i love that bet so i haven't much, added man.
1: it up yet so sorry about that but you plus 350 cash
0: yeah yeah so. i was I, I i just played it i just played the points man because i couldn't I watch it and if you're I not right now I, I have kind of a uh, that's kind of my mo with betting like if i'm not going to be able to watch it then i'm not going to get too frisky there if i've gotten frisky man that would have been huge but i'll still take he, the plus at 11 and a half. Love the way Fresno really rubbed it in their faces too. Uh, they said, see a Los Angeles, and they put two S's in there, and they, they had just the L hanging up on the Hollywood sign. Oh, it's great. Absolutely great.
1: Yeah, so by my math, you're up. If we do $20 bet, that's a good win for you. You're up, um, looks like, two units there, Mr. Roush. So, get so yeah, it's hot.
0: Nice. I'll take it. I'll happily take it. Look it. This is another week where I, I've, I've, I've had my eye on one.
1: It was tough for me to find one this week. I'm but, man,
0: lie. I saw one, and I can't get away from it. I can't get away from it. And it's it's our old friends in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> they stink. Oh, man, they're not good. I know their linebacker got thrown out for targeting early, and it was kind of a bogus targeting call. But I am fading the Hoosiers. They're going. I mean, that that was a pretty high stakes game. Huge crowd in town. A lot of people talking about it. Now they got to travel to Western Kentucky. A team that they're going to score. Like they're going to score on this Indiana defense. Western is nine-point dogs at home. The dogs are howling, baby. Fikes yeah. field is going to be rocking. Yeah. Bay in the country and passing. Oh man. Love it. Let's let's make it happen. Tops on top. TOP. S S S tops 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 on top. Let's go.
1: Let me I'm pulling up the little money line calculator here. Let's see. Yeah. Uh yeah. What time's that game, Nick? It's at nine? That minute. is that is uh, early. It's or no,
0: excuse me, 8 p.m. Vegas yeah. insiders got their calendar all out of whack.
1: Yeah, that they that's not it's not the best. Um let's pull it up here. Come on, let me find it. Odd night games, it looks like uh we got you at plus 285 okay all right 285 love it for me what? this might just be a total sucker bet because they play th- <laughs> they play three games okay and they the competition has not been great um, but iowa state has shown a little bit some chinks in the armor mm-hmm. um, baylor's number one in the big 12 and yards per play offense number two in the big 12 and yards per play defense we talked about Baylor a lot. They've gone to this new scheme on offense, and it seems to be working. Their offensive line has been awesome. Give me Baylor at home plus two forty to take down Maddie Campbell and make a lot of media people cry.
0: No oh, man, take that. Rewind it back. Let's take go. that. Cause, cause you may, oh
1: man, that that uh that stock would take a hit, wouldn't it? No oh, man, to Baylor?
0: I'd love, I'd love to see it. Um, Man, I did love – like, we kind of talked about the night slay stinking last week, but it was sneaky good. I yeah, know you were out and about a little bit, but, man, I I built a fire in my backyard, had the iPad pulled up. Watched. Yeah,
1: that's you got to do it now because it's going to get a little mm-hmm. cold here soon.
0: Yeah, Auburn-Penn State was a great ending. It was a great cover by the Nittany Lions, too, thanks to a fourth and goal from the one fade. Um you know, we did have a lot of people on Boise at home, and yeah. that was that was there Oklahoma for the taking. State. Yeah, and the scoop and score got taken away. That was absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh One game this week that could be pretty decent. Just uh, I know that they beat the snot out of Terry Wilson, which man, Terry Terry almost it was like one yard per attempt passing in the yeah. college station.
1: It's very true. similar to his last trip.
0: It was bibs bad. It was really bad. But A and M, Arkansas, Arkansas at home.
1: Well, that's in Cowboy Stadium. Oh, that's right, and that game's always weird, man. Right, never been Arkansas, decided by more than a score. I, I find this funny since they've gone to the SEC, they've beaten Texas twice in two attempts. Haven't beaten A and M. It's been A and M joined, but since A uh, and they are zero eight or whatever against A and M. And I think if you go and look at the spread, they're probably like four and four, five and three against the spread. They just can't. They've lost a ton of close games. Yeah. Um, did A&M get their quarterback back? No, it's still Calzada. That, King's going to be out until, like, Halloween. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. They got a tough a, stretch coming up. That, that
0: could be a fun It's a huge one. moment
1: for – yeah, it's a huge moment for Arkansas, you feel like. Now, a and right. they might have the best, de- uh, best defense outside of Georgia. Like, they've been nasty mm-hmm. um, through these few games. But, yeah, um, it's a huge, huge moment, I think, for Arkansas. Um, another yeah. fascinating game to me, Nick, LSU at Mississippi State. Yeah. Nooner, 11 o'clock local. Um, It's an anxiety game for both sides. Like, (laughs) Mississippi State to lose how they lost last week, to have that close call against Louisiana Tech. Right. Or
0: Memphis. Oh, I I know what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Sorry. And, you know, you're going through the gauntlet. You get a down LSU here. Like, it's a chance to, like, it's a chance to beat for Leach to beat LSU two times in a row. And really, that's like, you win, like, that's going to buy him a lot. You know what I'm saying you get a home win at LSU, people are gonna forget about those games before, and mm-hmm. you know you get the five and seven, six and six, you're gonna be okay.
0: They if really, I, I don't know what it is in particular, but Mississippi State really doesn't like LSU. Their fans really, they they put a lot of stock in this game.
1: Yeah, it's probably like Kentucky, Florida, I would imagine.
0: Something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. And so, except um, they get a, a few more wins here and there because LSU yeah. has such wild swings.
1: And so um, that that and then LSU on the other side, like they host Auburn at night October 2nd. And then they come to Kentucky. If they win this, you can they can maybe get on a little run here and buy O oh, some time. But if they lose, it feels like an unraveling moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It feels like, I mean, they're they've got a bunch of injuries already. The SEC's, I think one of their top sack guys in SEC, Andre Anthony's knocked out for the season. John Emory. He's got the school issue yeah uh, it's just you know they kind of they've taken care of business here the last two weeks but this is kind of a big test and like that's a fascinating matchup to me
0: um here's a a what if I've got you or it's not necessarily a what if it's a would you rather would you rather watch Kansas Duke or
1: Wyoming, UConn. Kansas, Duke. It's, it's pretty bad. Like UConn, it's not even, you know, that's not so far off where like Kansas, Duke, I could see myself watching them. And like, I like Kansas's coach. And so I think- My, he
0: can my other contender so. was Tulane, UAB, which somehow Tulane I'm, is a five-point favorite. That game's, that's a stinker game.
1: That's, I got action on that. Oh. Bill Clark is a dog. Give me the no Green Wave at home. Oh, they are good at home. It's the first game since the whole. I, I believe it's their first home game since all the um. There they had to relocate. Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna be uh because they were supposed to play Oklahoma at home first week.
0: You're oh yeah yeah. So, so I think it's gonna be a, a pretty in.
1: big moment for them. Yeah, I like Tulane there, and then another line I really like, man. Florida State's 0 3. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, you'd be an idiot to take them. <laughs> <laughs> but they're getting points at home, and Louisville is in the ultimate letdown spot. Oh, yeah, they are. They think like, they're
0: good at football now.
1: And then Florida State outgained Wake Forest, they just had some mistakes. I don't. This feels like like if you're going to bet Florida State, this is the spot.
0: This is the one time to do it.
1: This is the spot because if they're <laughs> going to turn it around, it's it. Like this is kind of a like I think they're in a similar spot to how Louisville was last week, where it's like if you don't win this one, your season is just ruined. Yeah, like we have to win this game. Um, in Louisville, I think was in a similar spot last week, and now it's just the, you know it's the ultimate hangover around town here. They've been.
0: Oh, they've been super cheap. After getting
1: cracked on for two weeks. <laughs> now they just like, yeah, you know, they're it's back. Great. Now they're talking now. We're going eight and four, blah, blah, blah. I just I, give me the give me the nose I'll take the points at Doke.
0: One uh you mentioned earlier how this team or this year has a little 0-7 feeling to it. Would it be would it be crazy if Ole Miss is the benefactor of all of that?
1: Yeah, that game next week. We're probably I mean, yeah, it's fascinating that uh, I mean, Alabama Ole game. I think I'm gonna like, like I, it feels just like just sprinkle, just put a play on Ole Miss money line. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get odds, right? Yeah, I think it could happen.
0: I mean, like
1: Tulane,
0: yes, they are not great, but you know, like they struggled against Oklahoma. Matt I mean, Burrell's
1: just in total control. He
0: he really is out there, man. Yeah. He is on a different level, and if yeah. their defense, like when they can produce just a few stops. I mean, that's – because that's well, really all they need. They're needed. not giving but up different.
1: big plays because they're playing um, – they're essentially playing prevent defense. They're playing what Middle Ohio, Iowa State did. It's the three-safety middle defense. And basically, you just have – you take a linebacker out, you replace him with a safety. Essentially, you're playing like two Mike linebackers. You got one six or seven yards off, and then the other one's like 14 yards off, and then you got another one behind him. Um, and basically what that does is um, they can get in three deep – and you can't bomb it. Um, but if you if you run crossers or stuff across the middle, they can rally and tackle real fast. Um, and so they're they're fine with that. They just, you know, make teams go 10, 11 plays to score because we know we're going to score on the other end.
0: Right, right. And I, I know that there isn't a ton out there, like, uh, you know, beating proven quality opponents. But, man, when you can score like that, as long as Matt Corral doesn't have – one of those games against Alabama, like I, I could see him having a game down the stretch, then being you know yeah. second in the country, and then just you know yeah. ripping yeah. a wet yeah. fart, and messing up against AM and him throwing a bunch of picks or something. But if you can, if you can get to that point, that's why I re- I really want to see him take down Alabama. And there's something about Ole Miss just having Nick yeah. Saban's number is kind of fun, you know. Yeah,
1: you, if you if you think that's going to happen, you need to go right now and bet Crowder win the Heisman. Like if you think Ole Miss is going to win, you need to go bet it right now because he's going to be the head yeah. favorite after that. Yeah, but you're probably going to get some good value. Right, I mean, it's grown. It's grown the last couple of weeks, but
0: it's it's not anywhere where it could be. Yeah, you know? this
1: is your this is your chance to go ahead and lock that in. Man, it's exciting. Football's great. It's back. Mm-hmm. Um, do we and have any? I think the back to the Kentucky South Carolina game. I think like. You're gonna if you pull up some South Carolina podcasts this week. If you read some South Carolina sites, like they they're gonna walk into this thing and they can win. Like they're gonna look at the Chattanooga game. Kentucky couldn't stop the run, so South Carolina should be able to establish somewhat of a running game, and then we're gonna force some turnovers to win the game. Um, it's a huge game. Like Beamer's already tweeted multiple times about you know we need a crazy atmosphere here. It's a huge recruiting weekend for them. Like this is a big big game for South Carolina. Pushing you
0: know? a lot of chips yeah. on in. Yeah
1: right so for Kentucky like I think Kentucky's a better team I think you know it's going to be good that they're motivated like it's a motivating spot for them Um, and I think they win as long as they you know do not lose the turnover battle by multiple like two to three do not have like special teams catastrophes or give up a block kick touchdown non-offensive touchdown and then just do you I think you're, you're going to be able to score on South Carolina and I think if you Do not give them short field, it's going to be very hard for them to keep up with your offense. And so that's really why I think Kentucky's going to win the game. Now we'll see Mm -hmm. if one of these mistakes ends up biting them in the ass. Um, But a good thing is is they've survived catastrophe-free here before. Yeah, they they
0: certainly have. They've got the more talented team. You haven't always been able to say that in this series. And even though South Carolina is really putting this game on a pedestal, Kentucky knows they can win here. That the, it's not a
1: stranger to yeah, them. It's not to admit like we're going to get the Mississippi state game later, but it's not, it's not that where you just sort of nothing good's happened down there. They've had some good things happen to them. Even two years ago, like the Bolton thing worked and it was like, all right, we can do this. And it changed the season. Even in a, like a, that loss was like the most pitiful game you would ever see, Oh, it was um, bad. but you still had people left that game going. I think that can work. And we got the bye week and then they took off, and it was, that was that stretch was about as much much fun five six game stretch that Kentucky fans have had in you know a while. I yeah,
0: think. it was fun. It was a blast, and it could be really fun if Kentucky is able to go down to South Carolina in a raucous environment and take care of business. Yeah. If you plan on going down there, something you need to know. You have to wear your mask at the game.
1: Yes, yes, I meant to say that.
0: That that is that they, the city of Columbia enacted a mask mandate. It applies to outdoor spaces too. There was a weird thing in the email that like the campus is not enforcing it. It's the quote unquote city of Columbia is. Yes, but if you are found not doing it, you can be the subject of up to a hundred dollar yeah. fine. So I am
1: interested to see how if that has any effect on turn
0: out how people are yeah yeah any of that stuff i i, I don't think there'll be sticklers about it you know uh, but are, they,
1: are the coaches gonna have to wear masks on the sideline maybe
0: uh, I, uh, that I, I, I don't know um but i know that it certainly applies to fans um i i'm going to recommend to you all once again that groucho's subs are awesome the stp sauce is fire it's a great hangover cure and uh if you're not a college kid, maybe go downtown and not to Five Points. Five Points is a little bit more walking into places, but Sticky floors kind of deal. Pretty solid during the day. It's a nice little area. But at night, you know, just they got a whole downtown area that's really cool.
1: Anybody going down there? Holler at me. You know where I found me on Twitter. Let's meet up. Have DMs are open. There you go. Yeah. DMs are open.
0: You know what? It's always down for some Bud Lights. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you all for listening, for downloading prospects using the code personnel, for subscribing, and for hanging out with us as we talk football each and every week right here on 11 Personnel.